This is Lincoln's home for sports talk on the FM dial. Also online at theticketfm.com. On the internet. KNTK FM Firth. 93.7 The Ticket. This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big Eight tournament champion. 93-7 the ticket veteran and Bill Callahan fan club president, Jake Bakovin. I love Billy. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. This is On the Block here on 93.7 The Ticket. I am Jake Bauckerman. He is the Husker Hall of Famer, longtime NBA vet Eric Strickland. And we are back on the block for another couple hours uh, to entertain you and talk about the sporting world. Of course, uh, a few interesting things going on today. Nebraska wrapping up their signing day, signing class day, adding two key recruits at some uh, stacked positions. So we'll break that down here in a second. Evan Bland of the Omaha World Herald set to join us at 425. Uh, then we'll get into some Nebraska basketball talk. The, the Washington Commanders uh, is your new nickname, your team name out there for the Washington football team. Uh, lots of drama going on in the NFL. So we'll get to all that stuff. But first, as always, we'd like to know how Strick is doing this morning. We here, baby. We on the block. Everything is good. Uh, healthy, family's good, life is good, and we're due for another great show right here tonight. Thank you for joining us on the block. We appreciate all of you and your support. Always tap in on all of the platforms between Twitch, uh, Google, Apple, uh, and YouTube on 93.7 and smash the like button. Your support is definitely loved and appreciated. Yep, smash, like, comment, follow, all that stuff. Subscribe uh, on all these uh, all these things. Help us out as we grow, as uh, as On the Block grows. We need more people on the block with us. So uh, we're, we're glad that you joined us. Tell your friends about us, too. Um, but let's uh, let's jump into this. We'll get into the Nebraska recruiting uh, part of this here in a minute. But we kind of teased it on the Ticket Water Cooler, uh, is that there's a lot of uh, different opinions going on today, signing day, where the coaches kind of go up and speak uh, about their class, but maybe more more importantly this year, it seems to be more about just broad questions in general uh, about how they're facilitating this NIL stuff, this transfer portal, all that stuff. It, it, it's just fascinating. And so um, let's go to a question here for Jimbo Fisher. This was today earlier in a media session that he had um, talking about the rumor that's been out there um, that Texas A&M has paid upward of $30 million in NIL deals uh, to get their top-ranked class and the top-ranked class, according to some sites, of all time. Um, so here's the question and breakdown from Coach Jimbo Fesh- Fisher of Texas A&M. Coach, everyone in our line of work has got an opinion about transfer portal, but they've also got an opinion about NIL. But you're there on the ground, and so you deal with it directly. How big an impact has it had on the sport? Where do you like it heading, and what do you think about where it's headed? And how did it impact the way that you guys are now going about things at Texas A&M? didn't affect recruiting at all. And our NIL, now, and I'll say this, and I'm going to address it in my press conference, this $30 million deal is a joke. This thing that there's some fund out there and all these things that went on, and it was written on Bro Bible by a guy named Slice Bread, and all of a sudden the country believes it, is a joke. So it didn't affect recruiting at all. And you can, and I'll and I address the rest of it. And the people who want to 
as I say, make comments on, have no idea what's going on. And it's insulting to the players who came here and the people around us. The transfer portal was a factor. And it's funny, all the guys who are complaining about this use the portal and all these things more than anybody else. All the in our league are griping across the country. It's amazing what goes on. But it is a factor. I think it affects high school kids. I think the portal is affecting junior college kids, and I think it's affecting high school kids, the guys that are signed because guys are taking others, guys that are in college and things. But listen, it's rules are there. I don't know where it's going to go. We're in the first year of it. It's going to be interesting where things go. But it, yeah, obviously it's here to stay. It's just fascinating, um, you know, kind of the, the, the way that people are, are still like this NIL thing seemed to be um, somewhere where you could kind of be transparent about, you know, the kids now getting opportunities. And, and it's very cool. We've seen them. Obviously, the station here provides them as well. Um, but we've seen them in Lincoln. And it's just it's just it's a very cool new thing, I think, for the players. Um and I don't, you know, I, you know, there's no way that Jimbo's denying that nobody's getting anything, but to, he is denying the the report that we've talked about before. I mean, it's kind of been uh, making its way across the nation that they they've paid out nearly thirty million dollars for that um, because it, it, you know, th- that you don't have to kind of hide and, and duck around at this time. Do you believe Jimbo Fisher when he's saying, you know, it's it's nowhere close to that that amount or, or that you know that didn't have anything to do with the signing class that they put together? Well, of course, you know, as you said, it's not going to it's not a thing that's done internally on the the uh, football. So there's definitely or um, within the organization yeah. of the university, it, it, it's not a part of that that system. So the, the thing is, is you could always have plausible deniability. Right. Um, it's no different than when, you know, all of a sudden you go on a recruiting visit uh, you're in. Uh, you're you're probably sitting in on the couch with a young man that you've been trying to get, and you know one of the rivals is after him as well. And then uh, you leave, and all of a sudden, um, you know a UPS truck shows up. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that stuff's been happening. So I, I, I'm not going to say that. You know, I think it's easier for him to uh, obtain a plausible deniability stance on it because it's not affiliated. It's all outside excess external stuff. So, you know, saying that I just have to say this, you know, um, Jimbo has been around. He's, he's been successful, um, not successful to that level, even at better schools when the school was top notch, right? Where all of a sudden did that, just come out of the air. You guys are <laughs> right. just the greatest recruiting of of ever of all time. Stop it. You know, I, I you know, I'm not gonna say you're at 30 million, but don't act like that wasn't a piece of the puzzle because I, you know, I, I know what college station looks like. I I know it's it's no different than what Lincoln looks like. You know what I mean? Yeah. And all of a sudden you you above Texas and, and other uh, locations. <laughs> Alabama and Georgia. Just, yeah, Alabama and Georgia. Now all of a sudden that's what you stop it. Uh, you know, so anyway. Yeah, there seems I, to be. I'm, again, alleged, allegedly. <laughs> yeah. Not, uh, that's where I'm, I'm going to take my stance of allegedly. And it's going to be hard to happen. trace this money because a lot of it, you know, will, will, won't even be in, in cash per se. You know, some of it will be, right. you know, in apartments or, you know, cars or gift cards or, you know, just you know, whatever, <laughs> clothes, whatever. So it's it's really hard to trace that sort of money. Um, so it'll, I don't think we'll ever get the answer on that. But I hope we do get some sort of idea of, of 
you know, kind of a grouping or maybe we'll never learn, but kind of how close that number was uh, to what they did. Because you're absolutely right. Um, when something smells fishy in the SEC, it usually is. Um, we kind of had that with Ole Miss and, and Hugh Freeze in the past um, where it's like, they why are they always a top 10 recruit? Where is this coming from? And then years later you find out, yeah, it's exactly what we all thought it was. Um, and now it's just kind of weird because you don't have to act like I don't know. I guess he just wanted to make it look like he did it all on his own merit, like he's just that good of a recruiter. His staff is just that good at getting – or College Station is just that far above everything else. It's hard to believe. So uh, it's interesting. But I did like also, too, I mean, he's talking about – he take put, took pot shots at coaches within his conference. He said, you know, uh, guys that are complaining about it, um, maybe talking about Lane Kiffin, uh, who also kind of talked today even uh, a little bit about Texas A&M themselves, is that he thought that, that maybe what they have to do is – I mean, he'd like – like to see uh, a salary cap of sorts because he doesn't think it's necessarily fair when when you know 10 teams or whatever it is the top 10 teams are going to be able to have all that extra money sounds kind of silly again coming from Mississippi a school that has had a history of of, of shelling out some money to bring some kids in but um, he said so what does you know he kind of compared it to the NFL he says what does the NFL look like if there are a couple teams in the NFL if their salary cap was 10 times more than everybody else's salary cap and so you know maybe that's kind of what he was doing maybe taking a shot he said I I, I let's see where would it go my computer, obviously, or my phone, actually, which is our modern-day computer, um, uh, jumped on me. He said, I joked the other day I didn't know if Texas A&M was going to incur a luxury tax with how much they paid their <laughs> signing class. So this Jimbo Fisher stuff, it, it may be in direct correlation to um, what Lane Kiffin is doing, and, and that's at least uh, something that is on character, is that Lane Kiffin, uh, one, is winning in the SEC, but two, is ruffling some feathers there, too. Yeah, it's a, it's a little troll action going on. I, I, you know, we talked about it on the block, you know, before in that um, you have to you have to really look at whether or not the smaller programs. I think the benefit, again, on the smaller programs is the fact that these COVID, these COVID restrictions has provided an avenue for the, the smaller programs to include like a Utah or a BYU or an Air Force or a Georgia Tech or, you know, the likes of them, a North Carolina, even though they're a perennial blue blood basketball school, but the likes of those types of uh, football schools, like I said, a Syracuse or something like that, they're able to land some better players. And it's not necessarily because they're UIL supreme. It's because just the COVID situations, there's not enough scholarships to go around now because some of these guys are actually staying an extra year. Some guys are doing like they did on uh, How High and they're on the movie where they're in college for seven, eight years. <laughs> You're like, wait, what's going on? Not getting you know, the doctorate it's, it's there. Cra- yeah, it's crazy, <laughs> but it's just it's part of the system and and i think that's where you're getting a lot more parity in the game you know that's why i think you're getting a lot especially in basketball and stuff like that because some of these kids are getting passed over and you can't do zoom recruiting as you had to do for a period and you know these guys were ended up landing in some regional locations and they're doing their thing but that's where the uil uh bodes well and that's why you're able to land you know guys like an omar brown you know out of uil uh, i'm sorry northern uh, northern iowa where you get a top top you know cor- cornerback who has went there proved himself 
and now is able to whoop, make a jump and go go big. And so those types of situations are available out there and in, in the same manner that uh, a lot of people you see that jump in the transfer portal end up kind of backtracking back to their home roots, kind of where their first recruiting uh, letters and, you know, responses were coming from, you know, and that's where they're going back and trying to get some success back home. Yeah, it, it's kind of cool. And, 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 you know, it's, it's, you know, there are success stories coming out of it. There's uh, unfortunately people that are going into the portal looking for a scholarship. They end up having to walk on or not getting any offers. So, I mean, there, there's kind of the downside about it that we've talked yeah. about before. Um, it's kind of funny. Nick Saban has, uh, is, has also kind of joined the conversation saying today they never, they don't, they don't use NIL when they when he said, when we start using name, image, and likeness for our kid to come to our school, that's where I draw the line. Um, so we kind of talk about the old guard versus the new new school coaches that are going to be um, more willing to adjust with the change. Maybe Saban is part of that old guard. It's not going to affect him too much because he can continue to recruit at a high level without doing so. And and obviously um, he can say he's not, and, and he might not recruit that way. But we know Bryce Young already he, he he already spilled the beans on that last year before the season that he was coming upward of close to a million dollars before ever taking a snap uh, or any meaningful snaps at Alabama. Um, um, so, you know, and now to come out today and say that we don't use that, well, you might not have to, but it's, it's obviously there at Tuscaloosa. Um, so it's interesting, um, to, to do that. And he also, by the way, said that they've never cheated to get a, a guy to Alabama. So, um, he's kind of bothered by the innuendo from a lot of people that, you know, now that NIL is there, they can do it. But before then it never happened. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, uh, again, I, I think coaches are saying what they have to say at this point in time. <laughs> Yeah, he's not. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think when he said he said what he said in his quote where he said um, um, Bryce is in upwards a dang near of a million dollars. Yeah. How he uses it as a as a means by which internally in the locker room to be able to prepare them for the next level of going to the NFL. Uh, You know, so though, though, though he may be using it from that standpoint, but. It's there. <laughs> Alabama, Alabama's, yeah, there's people touching something down there. Yeah. Some, and and maybe have been for some time, maybe before. I mean, maybe, but that's just allegations. Who really knows? Um, as far as Nebraska goes, though, today they added a running Cleanest back. program in the nation. Cleanest pro- program. Would never do anything like that, obviously. We never do anything like that. Never. <laughs> um, I, but... wish, I wish I would have got some of that money. <laughs> Danny Nee. Where yeah, you at? Where's Danny at? We gotta, we gotta, I, I, I suppose that it wasn't legal at the time, Strick. So if it was there today, maybe you'd get some. Um, but Nebraska, as we know, a very clean program. Uh, as, the, as, as, as it goes, though, today, as far as their signing class, they added a few new additions um, to to it, including some some higher end ones. Um, AJ Allen, the uh, commit to TCU, now coming over following um, Brian Applewhite. Um, and that's just interesting in, in its own because he's been recruited, um, being told, you know, that he's uh, could come in and, and compete for a starting spot as a true freshman, and it's a stacked room. Um, but uh, they felt at this point it was still necessary to add another running back. So it's interesting to kind of break down and discuss that one. The other one, Jenneron uh, Bonner, uh, is a four-star wide receiver who <laughs> some – it's kind of tough to tell how tall he is. For some sites have him at 6'1", some have him at 6'3". It's like, well – Maybe six two, you know. Either way, you, you think that he's got some size there. Uh, four star receiver, formerly committed to Georgia Tech, went on ESPN two today to make his announcement um, to go to Nebraska. And obviously, both those very stacked rooms. Um, but helping Nebraska's recruiting class, which uh, didn't have you know enough numbers really to rank very high this year, move up into the top forty, which uh, 
you know, that's uh, that's something. It's it's not 50s anymore. It's up to the top 40s. Probably not where you'd ideally be. And again, um, maybe a few more numbers would would help there. But what it's, what would also certainly help is not going three and nine and having a lot of momentum in the program. Um, but as far as you know, last day of the of the signing period, grabbing a four star wide receiver and a three star running back, you could do a lot worse. Well, yeah, no question. I mean, when you really look at it, though, you look up and down the skill positions um, all the way around have been filled by way of either the transfer portal or they've got some pretty solid recruits that they feel good about. The crazy thing about it is that they're mad young, like they're mad young. Like if if they can out of this group, this huge group that they have in the, the wide receiver room, in the tight end room, um, you know, in the running back room. And, you know, the likes of those all throughout, if they can just find some foundation, some stay pieces within those groups, I think they'll be able to get this thing turned around. And so the key is identifying those. And I love what um, um, Mickey Joseph said in one of his interviews. He said the, the, the interesting thing about him is that when he he's looking forward to when kids show up in their in his office that he has the con- the conversation with them, the serious one, and that you're not going anywhere. You're staying here. You're sticking it out. You're going to become a man and we're going to give you the best place and opportunity to become, you know, not only the best player you can be, but also uh, the best man that you can be. And so those, those types of conversations, you need people like that to be able to sit down with those players. And also another thing that's, going to be kind of kind of wild is and we'll talk about also as we you know get later into the segment but there's going to be a washout it's going to be straight navy seal type there's going to be a washout there's going to be some that are going to wash out when you as we talked about you get into the spring and then uh when that happens then you'll begin to become those foundation and those cornerstones yeah, well, they're looking for a bell cow, definitely in the running back position. I mean, they, they, look, they don't care how many come. They're looking for a bell cow. They're looking for somebody that can be strong and then have one or two punches that can kind of come in and still do some work. And, and those are the things that they're looking for. And who's going to be that guy? Those are the type of competitions that are going to be existing. Yeah. As we come into I mean, spring. that running back room is just stacked. And then, you know, the wide receiver room, you mentioned him already, Mickey Joseph, bringing in, you know, Trey Palmer and, uh, uh, and Isaiah uh, Garcia Castaneda, and now like two four-star wide receivers from the high school ranks. Um, man, I mean, he's been here for, what, a month and a half? And maybe he's uh, getting up there as, you know, as one of the better wide receiver recruiters that you've had it in the press in quite some time and he's just you know has hardly had a cup of coffee so you can kind of see where that uh that hire is already paying off for the corn huskers on the football field we'll talk more about that um this signing day uh class and and just a lot of different things here coming up next with oma with omaha world herald's evan bland uh making his weekly appearance on a wednesday uh that's right evan bland of the omaha world herald will join us next here on the block on 93.7 the ticket <laughs> 